0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit,
1: 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. You are tuned in to 7 to 9 a.m. And we are going to be with you guys until 8 p.m. I'm here, Zoe George, with my fantastic co-host, Michaela Preston amazing to be here this evening,
0: and I always enjoy being with you here, Zoe.
1: Yes, it's so The vibe. So you guys, you're probably tuned in to a show you're very familiar with, but we are shaking things up a bit this week, and from now onwards, until the end of time, we are going to be doing things a little bit differently. So in this new segment we are in, we are going to be talking about what I did this weekend. So
0: what did you do this weekend,
1: Zoe? Yo, uh, Michaela, you know, I'm <laughs> in second semester, so I don't... I don't get to do a lot in the weekends, but this weekend, fortunately, I went to Stellenbosch because it was a friend of mine's birthday. I hadn't seen her in quite some time because I don't live in Stellenbosch. I live in Cape Town. You do? Yeah. It's like an hour (laughs) drive, not where my brother drives. He makes it 30 minutes somehow. But yeah, so we just basically went there and we had her birthday party in this coffee shop called Cultivate that's Mm -hmm. run out of their church building, the church building being Chauvin. I had a, because it was in the evening, so I mm-hmm. did not drink coffee at the coffee shop.
0: Wow, Zoe. You no. went against the rules of the coffee shop.
1: No, but hang on a minute. I had a chai latte. Oh, you go, go. Of course. That has no caffeine in it. So I was sleeping easy that night.
0: Mm. And that
1: was about everything we did. We left the next day to go to church.
0: The funny thing about uh, caffeine is that when I drink caffeine, I fall asleep.
1: Must be nice. If I drink caffeine, <laughs> even within like five hours of when I'm supposed to sleep, I'm not sleeping.
0: That's crazy. It is crazy. So my weekend was a bit more intense. I went to this place that everybody's raving about, Mm -hmm. which is called Total Ninja. Mm. And it's literally a huge obstacle course. Mm. And if you've ever watched, you know, that TV show called Total Wipeout, it's exactly like that. And it's so much fun. So if you are physically... Fit and active and want to do something adventurous. Total Ninja is the place to be, Zoe. Like, you have to go there. Yes. It's, there's there's literally so many things to do. Mm. My brother was like, you know what? (laughs) You already pay for gym. Why must (laughs) I go here? (laughs) Because it's exactly the same. But everything there is inflatable. So you get like these little big balloons that you jump on from Hmm. one to the next. And then um you know like the whole jungle gym kind of set up yeah it's the so for all those uh aspiring ninjas out there this place is the place to be yeah it is so much fun and they uh their prices are for mini ninjas which are kids under five uh for an hour you're looking at 80 rand and then for um kids from five to fifteen an hour you're looking at 160 and then for adults 16 plus 160 rand. I mean they even have like uh, party packages with uh, if it's your birthday you get your own room and everything is included as well as they take you on training and they spend time with you to obviously go
1: through the whole obstacle course it's just so much fun, Zoe. Wow, that sounds super exciting. I, my friend of mine, suggested that we go there because it looks so fun, and I've heard that, like you said, it is like a workout, but a fun workout that you yeah. can enjoy. A lot of people leave feeling very cramped and like sore, but it's a good sore. It is because I mean,
0: if you know, being in a gym set up, you know that everybody's there for a purpose. Where this, is more fun, and um, you on. They, they offer you a pair of socks that, obviously, you socks. go through <laughs> you go through the course with. Um, yeah, and there's food and drinks, you know, for you to enjoy with friends. You shouldn't do it alone, though, mm-hmm. because it's an experience you definitely want to enjoy with other people. Yeah.
1: No, it sounds like a great group activity, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you guys want to tell us what you did this weekend, and we are so open to hearing about it, you can send us a WhatsApp at 0817291657. Or you can send us an SMS at 37988. We look forward to hearing from you. Now let's go on into a random tip for you guys Zoe on 180
0: degrees. Visit our website now
2: www.iamouvement.co.za.co.za.
0: So, guys, the random tip for this evening if you are like me that loves to smell good, Zoe, Mm. is that you?
1: I do like smelling good, yes. Even at the gym.
0: (laughs) Well, then this tip is for you, Zoe. Yes. Uh, So to smell good 24-7 throughout the day, drink plenty of water. Now, I know a lot of people say this, but it's true because drinking water helps your body like just get rid of all the bad toxins. So you do It helps with smells as well, so it's definitely something that you need to stay track on. Drink lots of water, guys. Um, Make sure that you also obviously have your underarm and your spray on. Mm -hmm. Guys, these are important things. I've actually had a tip where someone told me to spray behind my ears and
1: in my hair. And it actually lasts Mm -hmm. the whole day. You know what is also an interesting place to spray? Behind your kneecaps. That's also a really good place to spray that holds the perfume. Exactly. Behind your kneecaps? Behind be. your kneecaps, yes. Behind your kneecaps. Who would be smelling your kneecaps? It's not about the kneecap smelling, girl. <laughs> it's about it being how does the, your body. How does the kneecaps get all the it's way up not, It's not. A, well, you want to smell good all over your body. Okay, so guys... <laughs>
0: there's for your kneecaps make sure that you spray them it's so a good that you place. can smell <laughs> good.
1: It's a good place.
0: you would be smelling just as good as zoe throughout the day
1: <laughs> but also when like when i think about it it's a place that like sweat could collect because you know it's kind of a fold especially if you sit with your legs closed so it could be a good place but don't you think that someone would add? Bend down But it's not about Like sm- making sure Your legs smell nice and this, It's like your whole body Is this putting on
0: spray On my knee Uh Well The inside of my legs With my pants on Or With them like, off oh, On okay. your skin So this is like When I'm wearing a dress So Yes Okay Okay So guys For <laughs> The ladies out there Wearing dresses And the guys wearing shorts Kneecaps is a definitely A place to spray According to Zoe Um <laughs> And then also spraying your closet yes so if you obviously have a wardrobe make sure that you spray your wardrobe and then obviously when you close your wardrobe it locks in that perfume Mm. that stays on your clothing so i don't know if you if you had that experience where you you take your clothing and you throw it in the wash and then it comes out still smelling like your perfume Mm, yeah that is because if you do this that's what would happen Mm. so guys Spray your closets It helps And then also Keep um, A bottle of like Perfume In your handbag Or in the car You know so that when you Up and running And you're ready to go You can make sure that you can Spray yourself For that moment Yes Um, Use shoe spray Now guys I feel like this Is definitely for the guys out there (laughs) Because I, I feel like ladies always wear open sho- shoes. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think our feet sweat as bad. Facts. So, guys, I'm, I'm thinking this tip is definitely for you guys. Please spray your shoes. Um, and then also, it also depends on the socks you wear. Mm. So, they said that polyester, if I'm, if I'm getting this right, polyester socks are actually the best to wear because cotton socks creates um, moist. And your feet start sweating.
1: Really? Huh. I never mm. thought about it
0: like that. Yeah. So choose your socks wisely, guys. <laughs> That's definitely way to go with that. And then put perfume on your hairbrush as well. Mm. Yeah. So, guys, this is like literally smelling good the whole day. <laughs>
1: Legit. There will never be downtime. You'll just smell good forever. Clearly. Clearly.
0: Um. And then also take scents. Did you know that you could actually take... um when you go and look for perfume, there's actually a grade on how intense the, the smell can be. Mm, really? So choose your grade when you go to a perfume store. Huh. The more intense the grade is, the longer it lasts when you leave the room. And I love smelling like that. I would love my perfume to last in the room that I've been in. Mm.
1: Huh. Yeah. I would like that too. Yeah, so check that out, Zoe. I definitely will. And for I...
0: all those people that are want, wanting to smell good, Guys Keep that bottle of perfume close <laughs> Keep
1: it on everything Your shoes Your, your his, brush, your brush. <laughs> In fact keep it in the fridge You know when you just come out for a snack You just open it Spray a little something something in your mouth It <laughs> works every time have you, have
0: you ever seen that body spray? Which one? Uh, just general They use yeah. like you know the normal body spray So normally when I shower I put on my body oils And then I do a full on body spray Yeah same and it literally locks the fragrance in mm. but for me it's not very lasting so I would say definitely coat it with a perfume
1: yes yeah yeah definitely oh these are some nice wonderful smelling tips great things I, I will definitely use some of these because I can always smell better you can never smell too good or too- maybe too strong perhaps but yeah there's there's there's
0: a there's a very thin line with that Mm. also because if you over perfume yourself yes you could make someone nauseous very true so watch it guys don't don't Mm -hmm. spray too much you know don't put too much spray on them kneecaps
1: (laughs) 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 so watch it yeah thank you for those tips those were fantastic tips And I will definitely use some. I know the listeners will as well, but we're going to listen to The Way by Pat Barrett. And then when we come back from that, we're going to start an interview with a very interesting lady, a Simran and a he, the leader of quantitative investment analysis at a firm called ICP. She's an outstanding young woman in a male dominated field. You guys do not want to miss this one. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. It is 21 minutes past the hour of 7 and you are tuned into 180 degrees on 7 to 9 a.m. We are in the interview section of the show and like I mentioned before, we have a very exciting guest on the line. We are speaking to Simran Andahi, the leader of quantitative investment of a quantitative investment analysis team at ICP now. She has a vast set of skills and qualifications that help her find her investors for the company she works at. She's a graduate of actuarial sciences, sciences and is an inspiration to young women everywhere. She battles out in a very male-dominated field and I'm so excited to talk to her. Good evening, Simran. How are you doing?
2: Hi, Zoe. I'm doing great and it's a pleasure to be on your show today.
1: Honestly, the pleasure is all hours. So I'd like to ask you, can you tell us a bit more about yourself?
2: Sure. So I think to put it simply, I am an aspiring uh, female in finance and investments. I currently work for a hedge fund, which is basically a collective investment company. And I am a quantitative financial analyst at the hedge fund. Which basically means I do research, carry out models, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for the investments in our fund. Um, so that's career-wise. Other than that, I am a woman. I am about women empowerment, helping people out, and yeah, just being a good person. Wow, that's a mouthful, eh? <laughs> like, that's a really <laughs> intense
0: job. It's it's honestly. I think. I
2: think- Mm-hmm. I think the jargon um, with the investment industry is sometimes a lot and scares people. It so to does. put it simply, it's just like a research job in any other field, except that you deal with investments. Mm, wow. So what
0: inspired you to go in this particular field?
2: Um. Okay, well, to be honest, I don't think I grew up and I said I wanted to be a <laughs> an actuary or a quantitative analyst, but I think throughout school, I really liked math and I really liked numbers. So that led me to studying actuarial science. And yeah, from actuarial science, I learned more about the finance industry, investments, um, also a lot of statistics. And yeah, I decided to, you know, give that a try for my career. And yeah, I ended up really loving it.
1: I have to ask you a question that to you might come off as a bit silly, but I am someone who never really. No such thing as a silly
2: question. <laughs> they always say
1: that. <laughs> I had a teacher who once said that, and then I asked her a question, a genuine question, and she took that as the perfect opportunity to let everyone in the class know that that was a silly question, which it wasn't. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> what exactly is? Does it mean to be an actuarial? Like, what does? What is that? I am vaguely familiar okay, with so... the position. It, yeah
2: cool so it's an actuary so an actuary is basically someone who quantifies and manages risk mm. and they do that by using different like statistical models um predictions There's there's a lot that goes into it but it is based on math and statistics and they use that to manage risk so risk in all types of forms so example um when for your life insurance like assessing someone's risk of dying risk of getting a disease things like that so there's two sides there's the insurance side and then the finance side where you do the same thing but you're assessing the risk and return of financial assets and investments oh
0: um i know that you guys have a way of building a business plan am i am i wrong by saying that
2: Um, I think so. I think while with my degree we did, it is a business degree, like a Bachelor Mm -hmm. um, of Commerce or a Bachelor of Business. Um, So yeah, I think you do get a rough idea, but that's not what our core study is. But Mm -hmm. yes, um, with me, I've joined a really cool company where I get to be involved in a lot of parts of the business which is really cool. So I'm also learning on that journey. So
0: do you have any tips for those young people out there that that wants to, you know, do investments and want to draw up a business plan? I mean, which direction do they go? How do they go by it?
2: Cool. So I think if you are in school, obviously start researching whatever it is that you want to invest in. Or if finance is something you want to study at university, research that. Um, I know certain degrees like mine have certain marks that you needed to get to get in there. So obviously, just prepare for that. Um, I think if you're just personally looking for business advice, definitely keeping up with news, reading a lot um, of news, different articles is very important to to get you started on your business journey.
1: Hmm. Thank you for that advice. I know that the youth, oftentimes I know of a lot of young people who when they are not able to find a job. They often start a business and they are able Mm. to earn quite a bit of income. So thank you for that advice. It's very relevant. I'd like to ask you, Yeah, is there anyone in your field or in general who really inspires you?
2: Yeah, so I'm not sure if you guys have heard of a company called Signia. Um, They are an asset management company, one of the biggest in South Africa. And it is actually was created by a lady named Magda and Mm. she's still the current CEO. Um, So I think her being, she is, I think she's Polish and she, I've read a bit of her story. I don't know it in detail, but basically her journey of growth and just being a powerful woman in an industry dominated by males and making a really big success of it is really inspiring to me. Hmm.
0: Okay. Um, I particularly, well, particularly myself, I uh, always wanted to invest into, uh, you know, steady companies like McDonald's or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like Nike, solid brands. Mm -hmm. But I'm so scared to just put my finances on online and doing it like that because I don't (laughs) trust websites these days. There's so much scammers. Do you have yeah. any advice on how to go by that?
2: Yes, yeah, so I agree. There are a lot of scam artists around these days, especially in the finance industry. Um, I think just doing your basic research before. So, for example, you mentioned invest- investing in companies. So that is one type of asset, which is a stock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's other assets such as bonds, um property is also um, an investment asset Mm. so maybe just start by learning the basic asset classes so each asset class has um different returns based on basically how much risk you're willing to take on and how risky those assets are so definitely know what asset you're investing in before um and Yeah, do your research on whoever you are investing with. I think if you don't know about investments and you have money that you would like to put away, um, give it to a fund that is maybe a hedge fund like ours, like Iron Capital Partners, or any other fund that you have done research on and is a reputable company. Hmm. Thank you for that advice. Now, you've
1: made quite a few significant strides in your career and I mean you're in a very male dominated career so I feel like you love what you do you're passionate about it and it's something that you wake up and you're thankful to be in the position that you are in so I'd like to ask you if you can tell us what it is that's the best part about being in your career path in your field
2: yes definitely I think the company that I've joined is also really unique it's it's um, it's a boutique hedge fund that is launched recently and getting involved in all parts of the business. So usually if you join a very established, um, corporate company, you know, you only work on one role, but iron capital has been amazing and has really empowered me as a woman, which doesn't happen often in the finance industry to, to grow my skills, give my inputs, and it's actually valued. Um, I know a lot of women in the finance industry also have a bit of imposter syndrome, which Mm. I'm sure many women can relate to. Um, but yeah, I think it's been a great journey and I'm really excited to see where it takes me again. I also have a long way to grow and, you know, like as a woman as well to grow in the industry. Mm. So yeah.
0: What has honestly been the most challenging part of your job?
2: Um, The most challenging part of my job I would say is the quantitative part of it. Um, It involves a lot of rigorous you know understanding of math and statistical concepts which sometimes can be challenging but once you work with them often I think you get the hang of this.
1: Like you said before you're still very young and you have your whole life ahead of you so Would you mind sharing with us some of the hopes and visions you have for your career or for the future of actuarial sciences and finance and women in finance?
2: Of course. So I think first and foremost, I would love to see a lot more women joining the finance space, really becoming leaders as well, not just joining. Um, First and foremost, that is what I'd like to see. Personally, I would love to help um, other women If they'd like to come into the space, um, that is one of my goals as well is to help women get into the finance space, make those connections and really become a force. Other than that, personally, I think I'd like to see myself grow, maybe become a fund manager or launch my own fund in the future. I don't know, but definitely have a lot of growth to do.
1: Yeah. So I would also like to ask you if you have any challenges you know, being that are uniquely linked to the fact that you are a woman in this field.
2: Of course, so I think in a lot of a lot of your ability and sometimes your um, how can I say your talents is questioned because you're a woman, or you know, there's a male counterpart who has the same qualification as you, etc. And you know, maybe they they're given more respect, more status. But I think that is really changing. Um, A lot of companies have really started also working on women empowerment. So as much as there are still some subtle effects, things are changing. And yeah, I think we should all be part of the change if we wanted to, you know, change. So if someone wanted like a woman,
0: well, anyone in general, let me rather just Mm -hmm. say it like that
2: wanted to follow in your
0: footsteps what is the qualifications that they need to look at
2: okay cool so my qualification is a qualification in actuarial science um most universities in south africa offer that um i did it through uct um and yeah there's various sort of um modifications to the degree that you could make so i specialized in quantitative finance um which is field i currently work in so yeah i think also do your research before you really need to love stats and math if you Mm want to do this degree so yeah if if math and stats is not your thing i don't suggest doing this degree Mm -hmm. but if you love a challenge and you like problem solving then yeah i think this this could be a good option for you
1: i do have another question just about the qualification i know i'm currently studying law and I know mm-hmm. that there is a degree called, you know, BA Law and BCom Law, but you can't just do those two and then expect to be able to practice as a lawyer. You have to do your postgraduate as an LLB. So yeah. is actuarial sciences like that? Because you, you mentioned that your degree is a BCom degree, will you have to do a postgrad in yes. something else.
2: So you get different types of actuarial degrees. As I said, you get Bachelor of Business Science, which is four years. you get bachelor of commerce which is three years um and then you have an option to do a postgrad degree which they call honors um with actuarial science you are able to get a really good job with just having completed your undergrad um but a lot of people do do postgrad and also for actuarial science just as law we have board exams and you know all of those great things
0: Um, so lastly, what is the, how could I say, what is the word of advice that you, that kept you going through, um, your studies, through the challenges that kept you pushing? Is there anything that you can tell the audience that could motivate them?
2: Honestly, I must say (laughs) going through university, there were a lot of challenges and if i if i honestly think back to those times where i was like oh am i ever going to get this degree i don't think there were any words that were going to encourage me (laughs) other than believing in myself believing in myself that you know what i can do this even if right now i can't i will be able to so honestly believing in yourself because yeah, uh, I think people can say a million motivational words to you, but mm-hmm. if you don't have that belief in yourself, they won't be as useful as they could be. So, yeah, that would be my my advice.
1: Mm, that's really sound advice because yeah. you know, I I want to articulate this well enough, but you really do have to believe in yourself, even if no one else does. Like that is the key. That is
0: that's your success. push. Mechanism. Exactly. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, because when you believe in yourself, you you'll find yourself pushing so many boundaries to mm. make mountains move Mm.
2: agreed and even if you if you fail i mean yeah like in university there's going to be times where you don't do as well as you expected yeah Mm. and to have that belief in yourself constantly where you know a failure doesn't determine how talented you are or you know Mm. your level of intelligence Mm. yeah
1: Simran, this has been a fantastic interview. And Who that word of has, advice yeah. you gave was so sound. Like, I know it even touched me. I'm in my final stretch of study. Oh. You
2: know,
1: take all the advice You're going to make
2: get. it. You're going to make Believe it. Believe in yourself, Zoe. Thank you, Michaela. Thank yes. you to
1: the two of you. This has been a
2: fantastic Thank you so much, guys, for yeah. having me on the show. It was so much fun. Yes. Oh. The
1: pleasure was honestly ours. But yep. please enjoy the rest of your evening. And I hope it goes well.
2: You too. Thank you. Hope to talk to you guys soon. Yes, definitely. Bye. Bye.
1: Goodbye. Wow. It was a really nice interview. I love definitely. talking to young women who are doing fantastic things.
0: Yeah, it's definitely inspiring, you know, because, I mean, we all, as as young people out there, all trying to aspire to be great, yes. you know, so to hear a young person that is striving and doing what they always desire to do, mm-hmm. it's definitely inspiring inspiring
1: yes and i really especially like that word of advice that she gave at the end Mm. about believing in yourself because it is really true you know um i feel like when you make that mental decision like that i can do this that i want to do this yeah you really can get over any mountain yeah i mean it's definitely not easy yeah to do certain things and yeah
0: I guess, you know, the bottom line is that you your best motivator. Very true. There's no one that no one can say that. Yeah, there's nothing that no one can say that can push you as much as you
1: can push yourself. Very true. Ah, oh, I feel like I just interviewed you now. I know, right? That was so amazing. Wow. <laughs>
0: uh, see you guys next time. That's from <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> yes, we should have you on. Oh, my goodness. So, guys, let's just listen to The 21st Time by Monk and Nigel. And then we're going to go into a new segment called Did You Know? The 21st Time by Monk and Nigo. A very interesting but short song. I wish it could have been a bit longer. But you know what they say. Those songs that are like, this song was three minutes. But songs that are about two minutes are always so good. It's short and sweet, Zoe. Yeah, but sometimes I want more. It's too sweet. (laughs) I want more. Then replay the song. (laughs) I might as well. But as I mentioned before, we are in a brand new segment called Did You Know? And what is this segment about? I'm about to let you know. In this segment, (laughs) we're going to be talking about some interesting facts. Now, today's fact is the location of the oldest church in Africa. I was inspired to do this specific question because about a couple months ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who literally studies like theology Mm -hmm. and she told me that the oldest church in africa not south africa was in like grahamstown and i'm like i don't know about that fam but (laughs) (laughs) you're the one with the degree so then i I check them facts girl (laughs) yeah and i was like thinking to myself like who's telling them that like it's here in south africa Uh. because like i know i mean even in the bible they mention egypt and i know ethiopia was the first christian nation which is one of the reasons i believe it was never colonized Mm. but the oldest church in africa is actually in egypt Mm. it is called the monastery of saint anthony named after i think one of the first saints in egypt he was a very poor man but you know he did a lot for the church in his later life it is found in the eastern desert of egypt along its southern part by the suez governant in cairo named after the first Christian monk as I mentioned and it was established in the year 300. Wow. I'm sure that the church in Grahamstown was established in like the 1700s. No. Um, I'm thinking like Egypt though. Yeah. Like
0: I felt like Egypt was so a like they had their own type of religion. Yeah. So it's it's quite shocking to hear that the, the, the oldest church was actually in Egypt.
1: Yeah. There was actually a lot of just Christianity in Africa in Asia. I mean like when Jesus died And the disciples went out They really spread out And I feel like I feel maybe, like it, yeah
0: I feel like it had to be in Jerusalem Like the oldest church you know, Had but, to be in Jerusalem you No know, but though. in
1: Africa The oldest church in Africa Is in True. Egypt The oldest church Is deaths in Jerusalem <laughs> <laughs> But yeah It's like You don't really think about it Because you know Egypt is known so heavily For its wealthy mythology and even these Asian countries Mm. and you don't ever think about the fact that Christianity was operating back in antiquity maybe not as a majority religion, maybe just in small corners but it was still there and there were still worshippers, maybe they were being persecuted but they existed they had places of worship and we should acknowledge that. What is your take on rebuilding these places and them having church there again? I feel like for me, maybe rather leave it because it's a beautiful thing to look at these walls and think wow there was a Christian here a thousand years ago in these same corners I mean feeling what I feel
0: I like that effect but I'm not saying like completely smash the building Mm -hmm. I'm I'm saying just touch up where is broken though yeah because like if it's if it's touched up and I walk in there i mean there's still remnants like a wall or a part of the roof
1: Mm -hmm. that was
0: from the past
1: like it's i I think it's personally it's a cool thing i think it could be cool and i know that some churches are touched up like i believe the church she my friend told me about i don't remember its name but they still congregate there Mm. so some churches are still touched up but i feel like in that case i mean the year 300 Yeah, I I feel like then the building materials are entirely different. You would probably not be able to maintain that. True. I
0: wonder what our audience would think about like retouching up vintage buildings Mm -hmm. and reusing it. Because I mean, like a museum is nice. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's Mm -hmm. good. The whole historical feel is really good, but to actually operate in that historical, yeah building Mm -hmm. i feel it's like it's more sentimental yeah like imagine the (laughs) church back then and you're still churching in that church Mm -hmm. now
1: yeah it's I feel like yeah. once you bring in the electric guitar,
0: you're, those walls <laughs> are <he> goes, over. <laughs> the walls of Jerry goes tumbling yeah. down.
1: You're over there playing every praise and <laughs> the walls are just disintegrating. Like, no, those walls weren't built to hear drums. <laughs> they
0: were for okay. clapping. Guys, I don't know what materials Zoe thinks we have, but I'm sure that we could save them halls. <laughs>
1: If you guys want to weigh in on the conversation and we'd love to hear from you, you can send us a WhatsApp at 081-729-167, 1657. Alternatively, if you want to send us an SMS, you can SMS us at 37988. Now let's go on into the Bible quiz.
0: 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today.
1: I Am Radio. I am radio indeed it is 13 minutes until 8 o'clock you're tuned in to 7 to 9 a.m. on 180 degrees and we have a question for you guys now as a part of this week's Bible quiz we wanted to ask you guys what was the name of Jacob's first wife now Mr. Jacob had many wives Mm, but he had to marry one first Mm. so what was her name? We have given you guys some options that are available on Instagram a little later than usual, but um, we're not going to talk about why that happened. <laughs> Zoe. I wonder why, I don't even know why that happened, but if you guys want any hints, the options are A, Rachel, B, Leah, C, Belha. The Zilpa. That's the thing about the Bible When you're reading it Like You'll get some modern names Like Mm. Seth And Nassie Zilpah And then yes You just get something like that And you're like Wow Okay (laughs) (laughs) Where did this Where (laughs) were they going with this name Yeah And then like Their sister will be like Susan And then the (laughs) next one Will be something else But if you guys have any idea What the answer to this question is You can send us a WhatsApp 729-1657 729-1657 alternatively you can check out our instagram page i am youth radio because we have a poll where you can simply just click on the answer we will be reading the answer later on but as we give you guys time to respond listen to never want to go back by may Angeles. And yet we're back on the air. We just listened to Never Wanna Go Back by May Angelis as we gave you guys some time to send us answers to this week's mystery Bible quiz. If you don't know what the question was, we asked you guys, what was the name of Jacob's first wife? Giving you the options of Rachel, Leah, Bilhah, and Zopar. Now we got some responses from the audience. We have Martin from Grassy Park who says Leah with no H. <laughs> then we have Leah with an H saying Leah with an H. And then Ma- Maura says Leah as well. And then we also have another response that says Jacob's first wife was Leah. But let's see what Instagram has to say about his first wife. Now, we put the poll up about two hours ago, but we got a few responses we only got two people responding to the first two options. So, unfortunately, Zopa and Belha no love. But for Rachel, as she should should Be Zoe. I'm what? I mean like yeah, they you let's <laughs> get into that one. Uh, somehow Rachel got 60% of the votes and Leah got 40% of the votes. What do you think the answer is, Michaela? Guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zoe I read my bible girl (laughs) It's definitely Leah
1: It is Leah I understand why some people would be confused Because he fell in love with Leah first And then he was tricked into marrying I mean Leah Wait he fell in love with Rachel first And was tricked into marrying her oldest sister Leah Guys the
0: question is Does Zoe read her bible
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every day I'm like Jake Paul it's every day bro But (laughs) interestingly enough the answer can be found in genesis 29 verses 26 and an interesting thing i wanted to add as you all know jacob was cousins with leah and rachel they wanted to keep it within the family but what a lot of people don't know because it was contained in an apocryphal book is that Bilhah and Zopah were also sisters to rachel and leah so jacob married all his cousins but like literally there was a lot of like Families
0: yeah. marrying families, kind yeah. of thing to
1: procreate. Yes, I think Le- Laban even said because like they were in a strange land, and he didn't really want to mix with the other people, so he said. You know what Why wouldn't I want to marry my daughter To someone in the family He literally said that I feel, He literally said that Like we need to keep it in the family So it's it so crazy Yeah It's so interesting to think about How they lived all those years ago In my idea I thought that we should all be disabled by now mm! Because it's all procreation I'm just glad that it's far enough For us to just be like <laughs> Normal people Exactly <laughs> Like they kept it in the family And then they were like Wait a minute There's something in this family pool. We need to go to another one. And I'm so thankful for that thought process. But as it is now 5 to 8 o'clock We've been with you guys for an hour now And what an hour it has been It has eh It's been a vibe It's been energetic and fun Yeah And I just love this I
0: love this time on radio
1: Same If you guys missed the show Or you'd like to listen to it again Because Simon is very informative You can check the show out on our podcast Which is www.kpulpit.co.za Will be under the 180 Degrees podcast page Mm -hmm. Our podcast will be up On Wednesday And you can check it out You can send it to friends It's going to be a vibe But as for now Just stick around For the next youth show That plays afterwards And we're going to be back again Next week with another Exciting guest You guys don't want to miss it Definitely not guys Yes So goodbye for now Bye
0: This insert was brought to you By Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 AM Please visit Kpulpit.co.za